0: I had made a prediction yesterday. I had, in fact, I Jenny Cavan had been on with me, and I had said, "Jimmy, relax now. Things are going to be okay about FOIA." And uh, because what was going down is that Mary Bentley, uh, in the House, had a FOIA bill that was going and you know put into effect a quorum. Uh, you know, you can meet as a quorum. No big deal, and. Uh, uh, Of course, the uh, definition of a meeting was two or more people. So we wanted to see it stay at two, and that's exactly what uh, Senator Clark's bills had said in the Senate uh, uh, committee meeting uh, on Tuesday. And they didn't didn't move the bills forward. They didn't take any kind of vote on it. And I told... uh, I told uh, Jimmy that I thought what was happening is because Mary Bentley is a good conservative and uh, she's a well-respected member of the house uh, for uh, uh, Arkansas that they didn't want to pass the senators bills. And in effect, by doing that saying to Mary Bentley, you are not even going to give your bill uh, a hearing, so to speak. So, uh, They had the hearing, and yesterday, uh, Mary Bentley's uh, piece of legislation was defeated in committee. Now, today, those same bills that uh, have been put up by Senator Clark on Tuesday will come back before committee today. And uh, I, I talked to Senator Clark last night, and he expects two of the three to be approved today. And uh, he's going to join us about 20 minutes after the hour. He's supposed to call in and talk to us about it as well. There's been an ongoing story. We've been trying to keep you up to date on this. It's important uh, that uh, you know FOIA not be screwed around with and that uh, FOIA stay uh, in uh, the same methodology that it is right now. And Jimmy's joining me on phone, and I was right about telling you to relax, huh? well yes and
2: no okay and you're right about the the part by them not making the the motion to uh they still keep kept the 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 bills alive now three 381 which was the training deal passed in the senate committee okay uh uh it passed uh, tuesday and 380 and 382 are the ones that didn't get the motion, so they're back on the, on the uh, table today. What happened yesterday in committee, I was very excited about. I was so pleased with the committee and uh, Representative Dwight Twosh, Tosh. The chairman really did an outstanding job of running it. We, we were there all day. There was lots of we had to wait till after the session ended to get to it. But what we found out by talking to representatives after the committee meeting is that at morning that they were all pretty much in favor of Representative Bentley's bill and that they didn't they didn't think there would be a problem passing it. But to their credit, and I want to give them so much credit, Dave, to their credit they sat there and they every one of them listened intently to the testimony. And that's what made the difference. Uh Representative Gonzalez even referred to that in the committee that he said, Hey, when I came in here today I was basically gonna vote for it He said, but after listening to the testimony, you know, it it, it changed him. And we had several people testify that did a really good job, but I'm going to tell you who knocked it out of the park uh, was Joey McCutcheon. He, When he testified, he laid it out so brilliantly, but i tell you what he did, Dave. He brought passion with it, and I think the committee could see that we all had passion, but I think they really saw it in Joey that, that he wasn't up there being a lawyer. He was up there being a citizen speaking for rights and freedoms for all citizens and I tell you what I I can't praise them enough they they really really listened and it did it literally changed the minds of uh, uh, so many committee members that they voted no to it and so I was that's one thing I can't tell people enough is if you think that if you think at times that they're not listening Go to the Capitol, go testify, because this committee, the, the State Agencies and Governmental Affairs Committee, they listened.
0: Well, and I'll tell you why they listened. It's very s- simple. This was a bi- had turned into a, uh, a big deal. Uh, a lot of people thought this would be nobody paid much attention to it. And uh, turned around, everybody started paying attention to it because it was that important.
2: Well, I think I, I, I think it's very important. You hit the nail on the head. This was a major deal. This is so important. But we go back to nobody would really know about it if it wasn't for folks like you. I'm going to give you so much credit because you brought it to light uh, on your on your show. And this was one that really would have flown under the radar had people not, uh, not like you not brought it to the public's attention. Were people could say wait a minute hold on a second this doesn't sound good mm-hmm. and so so that was great i i here again what well, you know you know how I'll, i complain in the heartbeat about uh, senators and representatives but i've got nothing but praise for the committee members because they legitimately sat there and they listened and they soaked everything in and then they made a decision i think that's all you can ask right
0: well, I'm going to tell you what. There's another piece of legislation I just heard about yesterday uh, that uh, just, it stung me when I heard it. I mean, I just kind of looked at uh, the, the text that was sent to me, and I want to say, what? Have you heard of uh, Senate Bill 306?
2: Uh, I was so tied up yesterday on this, I have not filled me in.
0: Okay, well, it uh, it's a piece of legislation uh, that is going to uh, increase food stamps. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, Nick Horton brought it up to me uh, and gave me the information, and uh, I went up uh, and took a look at, the, at this. He's written an article about it, uh, and I'll send it to Aaron. We'll try to get it on my Facebook page. But uh, the bottom line is, is that uh, what, uh, I don't understand. There's some things I'm not understanding that are going on uh, at the, the Capitol right now. And I, I, I named them off to, um, to Nick about it. I said, you know, what the heck? I said, more food stamps, driver's licenses for uh, illegals. I don't get it. Attacking FOIA. Shake my head. These are things that I don't understand why suddenly good Republicans are bringing up and trying to change when uh, they should just have stayed out of it. You
2: know, you and I talked about it yesterday on and off the air. And I'm like you, I'm kind of scratching my head. And it sounds like I've got my homework today and that I'm not done testifying at the Capitol with this new bill. But I'm, I'm perplexed, too. And I think. I think you you talked about it yesterday. I think we need to hear from the Republican Party leaders in yeah, this state. Yeah, right? I
0: agree. Let me. i want to tell you something, uh, and um, I had talked to you about this. But anyway, uh, I have nothing but high regard for Doyle Webb. Doyle Webb would wade into things when he was the party chairman that other party chairmen would stay out of, and. But it was stuff that he needed to to wade into. There there needed to be some kind of of uh, uh, of uh, understanding amongst Republicans of how Republican thought was going, and and uh, Doyle had been, of course, the gatekeeper for uh, Rockefeller, Lieutenant Governor Rockefeller, for eight years, and he had been uh, head of the party for ten years, and he had been a state senator. So it's not like the guy doesn't have a lot of. Uh, Uh, information at his disposal in that gray matter called his mind. And uh, (laughs) I can tell you he would have gone behind doors uh, on these particular bills that we're talking about, especially this one about FOIA, and would have said, leave it alone. You don't want to make the move on this. It was done by Republicans. Why do you want to change it? It's going to make you look bad. Uh, and I don't know if that happened with the new chairman. I know that the one before this guy uh, wouldn't have said a peep. So it's, it's, it's just something that uh, when you're the head, when you're the chairman, uh, you've got to get out there in front of the party and say, hey, guys, this doesn't look good for the party to look and watch you argue over this.
2: I don't know if they're asleep at the wheel or what, because uh, yeah, and that's why we need to find out. We need to talk to them. I know you're trying to do that, but I don't know that that a lot of the leaders in the Republican Party or the Republican Party committees across the state even knew about these four-year bills, and I doubt they know about the one you talked about today, and on the in the driver's license bill, and that's kind of a problem in itself. But going back to Republicans and you saying, wait a minute, hold on a second. Joey McCutcheon, one of the greatest things he said uh, yesterday w- was that if if Governor Rockefeller, Governor Rockefeller is rolling over in his grave right now.
0: Well, who, yeah, he's the so, he's did. the one who did it. A first Republican governor in the state came up yeah. with this, and he was able to draw a big enough coalition that it got passed. If I mean, because at that time there weren't that many Republicans in the House or the Senate.
2: I, I and I. I think you're going in such a good direction of course we need to fight these bills of course I'm gonna look at uh, the one you talked about and I'm sure I'll bid state capital again and I'll be putting my two cents worth in but I think what we're gonna to have to do and, and I, you've alluded to and I think you're the guy to lead a charge on we're gonna to have to have a conversation overall about oh, wait a minute what why are we going these directions
0: well I and I and I wholeheartedly uh, agree what you're saying as far as that now we're going to get a call. I'm going to go ahead and take a break now because we're going to get a call from Senator Clark. He's supposed to join us. I asked him to join us at the 20-ish uh, time here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And, uh, you know, he'll talk about he's going to be in committee today uh, talking yes, about these particular uh, other bills uh, for FOIA. And I want to hear what he has to say. And then I know that you'll be wanting to ask a few questions on that as well. Jimmy Cabin oh, yes, is my guest. Go ahead, Jimmy.
2: No, I just
0: said yes, sir. Yeah, you know, he's he's got questions, I got questions. We got an answer yesterday, it was the answer we were looking for. We're glad to see that it happened. What will happen today? We'll talk about it as we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. And uh Jimmy Cavan is is with me on uh, the show as well. I'm I'm trying to get this done for you, uh, Aaron, but trying to talk and Keep my thoughts together and and sending you a an art, uh, phone number is eluding me this morning. Uh, so, uh, real quickly, Jimmy, let me. Well, hold on. It looks like uh, I think that that's probably Senator Clark calling right now, because he was supposed to call us about this time. So I may have timed out the break right on the button. Is that uh, Senator Clark? It is. Senator Clark, how you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, Yesterday, uh, Mary Bentley's uh, uh, piece of uh, legislation dealing with a quorum uh, did not pass in committee. Uh, So now we come back to committee uh, in the Senate today, and they'll be looking at a couple of uh, pieces of legislation that you have uh, pending. Bring us up to date what exactly is going to be uh, listened to.
3: Well, Dave, they've... Put my bills on an inactive list, so I don't know that they will be heard today. Okay, so I've had a problem getting amendment out for uh, I can't even remember. Is it three hundred and eighty? It's the first one. Three hundred and eighty. Yeah, uh, but the municipal league brought up a uh, what they said was a problem. They still, and all this time, have never talked to me uh, before. Then, since then, uh, but we're just going to take the timeline completely out of the bill we had said that they had to respond in three days and they said there were times like if somebody had to get an attorney general's opinion that the bill allowed a little bit longer i mean the law allowed a little bit longer and our bill didn't so we just take taking the timeline out and it just refers to the law so whatever the law is currently is what the law would still be which is what we intended anyway right and um uh, so there shouldn't be any objection uh, to, to just answering people, because uh, that's all it does is it says when somebody files a FOIA request, if you uh, don't have the information, if it's exempt, if you're the wrong agency, uh, just answer them and, and let them know that. Uh, very simple bill.
0: Yeah, Senator, let me ask this question, because you all – when FOIA comes up don't live by exactly the same rules that everybody else does. I had a quorum court member saying, you know, really what should happen is the folks that are, are there in the state Senate and the state house should have to to uh to bend to the way FOIA is right now as well. Uh do you agree with that?
3: <clears throat> no, I don't. Uh Dave, you would never get you'd never get anything done. Uh, I mean, you take something like the education bill, where we're—I uh, mean, I, we spent weeks on learns, and—and and I'm not talking about those who worked on it months before, who had to talk to each other. Right. But uh, but just weeks before, when we're talking to our superintendents and our teachers, and got all these questions, if we couldn't go back to the sponsor of the bill and have a conversation, uh. If you had to wait till you were on the floor to do it, and being a former quorum court member, I understand their frustrations. Uh, uh, we, uh, I've learned ways to live within the law. The problem is, we heard testimony at the committee about school boards and city councils coming in, and again, I, I don't, I don't think, and in fact, I know it's not the majority. Uh, but school boards and city councils coming in, taking a vote, that obviously there had to have been lots of discussion. People aren't stupid. You know, there had to have been lots of discussion on that bill, and they came in and there's no discussion, and they pass whatever. And that makes people mad. And, and that's why these laws were passed way before we were ever around. Right. And, and people are frustrated with that. If, if they came in, Dave, in my opinion, this is just one person's opinion, if they came in and actually had a discussion similar to what they may have had behind closed doors, and actually laid out the facts and talked to each other, I don't. Uh, people would not be nearly as upset. Uh, what what they want to do away with is people getting behind closed doors and making deals, and then they they come to the public. And there's no discussion, and everything's been done, and it wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter what you say. And, and we have that. Uh, and they, when he asked about us being, having the same rules, we have that frustration that you know, that you know that a deal's already been made, and it doesn't matter if you go down to the Senate floor. You, I'm going anyway, but it doesn't matter what you say. <laughs> you know.
0: Well, you want to get your principles out. I mean, that's the key on on, on, a, on a time when you speak from the well. There's no doubt about that.
3: So, uh, but I think it's people want open government. Quorum court members and city council members, school board members, often come back and say some of this isn't practical, and they're not wrong. Uh, it's, and, and and what Rob Sondek said in the uh, his testimony is we're seeking a balance of uh, and I put one bill out there that made it even tougher. And I knew as a former quorum court member, it made it even tougher. And Mary Pentley put it, you know, who I love and I'm sure you love. Oh, like, yeah. Put, put a different idea out there that caused a lot of people to say, why would Mary do something like this? Well, because she came from the practical side. I came from the open side because we're trying to achieve a balance. and And both were rejected.
0: Okay, all right. I want you hold your thoughts? Hold your thoughts. I got to take a break, and then we'll come back talk some more. We've got Senator Alan Clark on with us, one of my favorite senators in the uh, state legislature. Yesterday, some decisions were made de- dealing with FOIA. More decisions are still to be made about FOIA, and so Jimmy Cavins here with me, who uh, has been fighting this battle over FOIA over the the last uh, few years. And also with us is uh, State Senator Alan Clark, who has some pieces of legislation uh, pending over in the uh, the Senate. So which pieces are we looking at exactly, Senator, uh, that uh, this committee will be taking a look at, do you think? Uh,
3: 381 and 382. 380 should be on the floor today. I'm, I'm sorry, 381, 380 and 382. 381 should be on the floor today. Uh on the uh training okay uh, but 380 and uh i doubt uh, 382 didn't get a motion uh I, i don't see a way to amend it that does anything uh so i doubt we will actually do anything else with 382 but uh but 380 uh was a very reasonable piece of legislation and a great piece of legislation it just enhances communication uh and does what uh, uh, probably the majority of places are already doing. Uh, it's and it it closes the loop. Closes the uh, for those who are being recalcitrant and uh, uh, don't want to answer. Okay.
0: All right. All right, Jimmy. Anything you wanted to throw in or ask questions about?
2: Well, yeah, I do. I, I think 380 is an important piece of legislation, and, and I really thank Senator Clark for bringing it. It, it. It's needed, and we made that case on on 380, on 382, <clears throat> which would actually define the meeting of of uh, these governing bodies as two or more. I. I, I feel like Senator Clark. I don't know that they're going to enter, really entertain it anymore. We had great testimony for it the other day. The only person that testified against it was from the Municipal League, and but I think it provides. I do think it provides the balance that we need because it gives clarity to these governing bodies of what they can do and what they can't. And they've been asking for that. Will the will of the committee be to put that in? I don't. I don't see it today i wish they would but it's almost like we're in a situation i want to get senator clark's thought on this is that maybe with president bentley's bill the legislative body is, is not willing to weaken for you right now but they're not really willing to go this extra step to strengthen it, it am i thinking right senator
3: I, I think i think you're right and uh i, I really uh, Uh, I'm optimistic, Uh, not about getting 380 through, not necessarily today, but getting 380 through. I I know we will have some vote changes. Uh, Some who voted, uh, we only had one uh, yes, uh, only had a motion. We didn't have a vote. Uh, But I know we'll have at least a second. Uh, And the municipal leagues only want to testify against it. The only real problem they brought up will be fixed. Uh, There's not a good reason not to enhance communication. Uh, and, to, if, if I mean, this frustration for anybody listening is if you send in a FOIA request to whatever government body and you never hear anything, and that's what can happen now and does happen with some places, is if you, ne- you never hear anything. And then it, you go on down the road and you, you, you keep trying, you keep trying, you never hear anything, and then you file a lawsuit, which is expensive. You get to court, and they say, "Well, either we didn't have the information, or the information was exempt, or it was the wrong agency. We didn't have the information, but somebody else would have had the information." And so we handle all of those three things. It says, if somebody files a request, they just get an answer. Uh, that here's your here's the information you asked for, or here's why here's why you're not getting the information. It's simple, uh, simple courtesy, and. It, it closes the communication gap uh, that so people aren't wondering why did I not get an answer. They, because you assume if you didn't get an answer that something has been lost or somebody's stonewalling you, or uh, and we can stop all of that with just this this little simple bill uh, that will fix that. Would you would you call it a common sense bill? Yes, I, I think that uh, is a a great definition for it. It's just a is a common sense bill. I agree. I agree. All
0: right. So, what I'm kind of hearing here, Senator, is that you're saying that the way that we're at now, we're going to move forward as just kind of being at status quo. Is that kind of what you're saying?
3: Well, we'll if we if we pass these two bills, I mean, we've got to if we pass these two bills, we'll uh, we'll have training uh, for quorum courts and. Uh, city councils and school boards, and I think training is 90 is percent of our problem, Dave. I mean, when I hear these cases come up around the state, it's almost always that people didn't know. I mean, there, there are those cases where people didn't want to follow the law, but most of the time they didn't know the law. And so we've, I think that fixes a big part of it. And then the other problem I hear is communication. Uh and you fix those two, then all you leave is just those who refuse. Uh and that you those you have to go after in a different way. Mm-hmm. You already have the law. Right. All
0: right. Very good. Very Dave,
3: good. Dave, Dave I might I
2: might add that if we get out of this legislative session with three eighty and three eighty one passing, it's gonna be a win for for you. It's gonna be a win for the citizens. It's gonna be a win for the government government bodies. I really believe that.
1: All right.
0: That's fantastic. And, guys, that's why I had you on. Uh, Senator, I'll let you go. I, uh, I've kept you as long as I need to. I know you, you've got early work to do, and I appreciate your time here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Thanks so much.
3: All right. Thank you, Dave.
0: All right. That's Senator Alan Clark here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Billy, you stick around. Or Jimmy, you stick around. Uh, right. <laughs> and, and tell Billy he can stay, too. Uh it's the Dave Ellswick Show. We got more coming your way in just a few moments. Don't forget about PI roofing, home solutions. Uh you need some kind of uh uh work done on your home. You need some uh, some people to come out and do your deck or whatever. You can get that done now through PI roofing, not just through you can you, you don't have to worry just about calling them about your roof. Uh, and with this rain that's coming in over, overnight, heavy rain, you might notice that you got a leak. Don't ignore a leak. If you see a leak, call PI Roofing. Have the roof leak detectives come out and find where the leak is and repair it for you. All you have to do, give them a call, whether it's for construction, whether it's for uh, roofing, 501-707-3115. It's 501 707 it's the number I call when I need roofing done. It is now the number I call when I need construction as well. Or you can just do it online at PIRoofing.com. All right, back with you. And uh, Jimmy is here. Not Billy. Billy left. He uh, he left the studio. Uh, Jimmy is here, Jimmy Cavan, on the Dave Ellswick Show. So, Jimmy, if I had to, you know, if these two pieces of legislation pass on the Senate side... I, I got to take from what I'm hearing from you. You're going to be very happy from the way things have uh, turned out.
2: Yes, sir. If we get through this session and and those two things pass, then I'm going to be I'm going to be really excited for the citizens, and I'm going to be excited for the governing bodies because the training. I I talked to so many court members, city council members, and school board members, not just in my community, but the other communities. And what I testified is they don't know the law and that they, they're constantly asking questions, and this training will help keep them uh, between the ditches, so to speak, so that they understand how it applies to them and what their responsibilities are under it. And it's really going to help them. And by helping them, we help the citizen. Both these bills are really no-brainers. You've you read them, and yep. and I think you feel the same way. They're just no-brainers. And if if we can get those through the legislature, and, we, and if we can keep FOIA from being weakened on the open meeting laws, and we can get these two through the session and approved, then I think FOIA comes away as a big winner. What do you
0: think? Well, I'm thinking the same way you are. Uh, I hear far too often from uh, people in, uh, in city councils, quorum court members, others, that, well, you know, I don't know how you do this for FOIA, or I don't know if I'm required to do this for FOIA. Well, that tells me there's a lack of training, there's a lack of knowledge, and you need to you need to address that, and you need to tell people what it is. For instance, every person that goes in to uh, be on the city council should know that you don't get rid of your uh, your emails or your uh, your texts. In fact, you hold on to them because they might be called upon to be, um, you know, made uh, an issue of if, uh, if there's if there's a question. You can't just say, oh, I didn't know, although some people, that's exactly what they say. Uh, and maybe they didn't know because nobody told them to save everything that they have. So we'll see how it works out. I want to see what it is and who does the teaching uh, as far as uh, FOIA is concerned. Are they going to have a, a a real big class? Are they going to break it down into, you know, quadrants in the state so that, you know, people uh, sit down to, to do this by Zoom meeting or be in in person, or or how how are they going to do it? I mean, devil becomes in the details there, and I'll be uh, interested to see how they how they deal with all of it.
2: Yeah, the 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 bill is it stands. Uh, it's it's it was amended. We we talked to the Arkansas Freedom Information Act Task Force. We talked to the. Uh, the the You Coalition, we talked to other lawmakers, and Joey's done a great job of leading on this, going McCutcheon out of Fort Smith, uh, fabulous job. Senator Clark has listened. That's one thing I'll say about Senator Clark. He really listens to both sides of an issue, and he, I think they found the balance. And so the training, what we're asking is, the training only be one-hour a year, but that it be done in public of... So that the public can see and, and file the open meeting laws, so it be recorded, and that way the, the the public knows it's been done. And I agree with you, though the the thing you want to work out is the uh, you know who's going to give the training, because right now there was a pushback on um, you know, hey, should it be an attorney or, or or somebody like that? And there was some pushback, so uh, Senator Clark and and Joey listened to that. Now we've got it where it says someone, someone knowledgeable and for you. And I agree with you. That gets into the deal, okay, well, what's the definition of knowledgeable, right?
0: That's correct.
2: And uh, so, yeah, it, it's you know, sometimes things are simple, but then they get complicated, right, Dave?
0: Yeah. And I say, I'll just go back, devil's in the details. And, uh, you know, you can circumvent a piece of legislation by not carrying it through to uh, its uh, – it's a logical conclusion, so to speak, and there's some people that would not like FOIA. They would like to see it watered down because people don't understand it well. I mean, seriously, that's I was just gonna, what to, it is. I
2: was going to say watered down as well because we've. How many times have you and I seen that? We're seeing it. Honestly, we're seeing it in this session too, right? Some really good legislation that's kind yeah. of getting watered down, and uh, but this, I, I, and I really appreciate. Senator Clark, bring this because listen, the, the, it's not easy to bring a bill to to make for you better to these governing bodies, right? Yeah, there's just there's just not a lot of will there and to put yourself out on that limb and to bring that legislation and to, and to argue for it. I got to give Senator Clark a lot of credit, and I really do.
0: Well, I give him credit. I give I give Joey credit because uh, you know he's. He's gotten in front of uh, different uh, uh, you know, senators and different House members and explained uh, situations to them. But it's going to come down to state reps and state senators uh, deciding that they're going to put some kind of teeth into this bill. Because until teeth are put in, until if you don't follow the law, uh, you know, you're going to get fined or you're going to be put in jail or whatever, Uh There'll be some people who will think that they don't have to obey the law. It's just—it's been that way since uh, Cain and Abel. I mean, this is this, just this the way that it works. Look
2: at look at Little Rock Mayor Frank Scott, right? Yep, he he literally thumbs his nose to the law, thumbs his nose to the prosecutor, and uh, and uh, and you're right because if the reason he does is because nothing happens to him.
0: Yeah, all you know, he he puts up with the a few days of, uh, of bad press, and he's willing to do that if he doesn't have to answer where's the money gone to.
2: Exactly, and we got to have that conversation. The bad part is, is here we go again, it's going to be two years before we have another opportunity, right?
0: Yeah, I, and I agree, and I, I ha- I'm, I'm going to be the first one to say it on there. On they won't deal with it in two years
2: i i' don't, i agree I, now now people like you and me and joey we're gonna we're gonna keep after'em we're gonna fight for' them. we're gonna say we gotta deal with this can we get' them to can we get' them to deal with it? Well, you know we gotta talk about reality too
0: yeah that's yeah. And, 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 you know on the bottom line, I'm pretty pragmatic when it comes to politics. I kind of understand where people are uh on issues and and what they're thinking. And uh, they're not going to, you know, they get to be a brotherhood. I'm just going to tell you that right now. You know this. Uh, you go over to the Capitol enough. Those guys get to know, and women get to know each other. They become friends. And the last thing that you want to do, and, and they get your friends back at home in, in the areas that they come from, the last thing they want to do is have one of their friends end up in front of a judge and being told you got a $2,000 fine you got to pay
2: that's right and that's right and and they do I, I i'll give them i'll say this legislatures legislators are in a tough spot and and i do appreciate that but i also say hey you wanted the job
0: that's right you you <laughs> ran for the job now deal with it
2: uh and uh i and i do want to say this again because i can't say it enough joey mccutcheon was a rock star the last two days at the state capitol. Yeah,
0: I, he, 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 he's he, a great really, guy. He really is. I've I just met him uh, here just a few weeks ago. Uh, we have talked extensively on the phone, but we had never, never met. Uh, and, and he's even a better guy in person than he was on the phone.
2: Really genuine guy. Yeah, and he is. People th- say, well, yeah, he's a lawyer, but you know what he did? Uh, to, uh, Tuesday and yesterday, I think what a lot of the legislators saw was that, yeah, he's a lawyer, but he wasn't speaking as a lawyer. He was speaking as a citizen and standing up for citizens' rights. You could see his passion. Uh, I mean, I really thought the guy was just about to get teary-eyed testimony yesterday, but it was real. And uh, I'm telling you, in, in yesterday's committee, he made the difference. He made the difference, and I really—I and I can't say it enough because you know I get on him too, don't I, Dave? But I can't say enough <laughs> how much I appreciate the committee yesterday and Chairman Tosh, who was actually a co-sponsor of Mary Bentley's bill. He ran that—he ran that meeting really well, and right. he, yeah.
0: So. All right. I'm going le- to am going to let you go. I've got Nick Horton coming on at 9:05. You'll be wanting to listen to that because I'm going
2: ca- I love Nick. Nick's a great guy. Uh,
0: he's going to be talk- talking about SB 306. This is uh, about food stamps. I'm still stunned uh that SB 306 is out there and Nick's doing what he can do to try to put a stop to it. I think uh, from what I got from him yesterday talking to him and listening to him that uh, they're going to be able to stop this in the House. So uh, stick around with us, folks. Uh, this is an important piece of legislation uh, that's moving around. Now that we've gotten education out of the way, there's all kinds of little pieces of uh, legislation that are out there that we got to pay attention to. With that said, Jimmy, have a good day, brother. I'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother Dave. All right, we'll talk to you. All right, Coming up, uh, again, Nick Horton here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We've got uh, a couple of minutes before nine o'clock. Uh, news is coming your way here at one o one one. The answer uh, when uh, they shouldn't be getting getting a, a driver's license if they are uh, illegals and they're illegals. I'm sorry, unless unless you're going to figure out some way to make them legal, they're an illegal alien here in the state and shouldn't be given a document that they can use to, they can vote with that's craziness that's crazy absolutely nuts and then Senate Bill 306 we've been the party for years to make sure that we help the people who need help but we don't give money away willy-nilly to everybody because we got money that we figure that we got more of than what we need to meet to uh, our governmental needs, and now I'm I'm hearing the, some Republicans talk like that. Are you scratching your head? As you got more hair than I do, uh, Nick. I mean, are you scratching your head?
1: <laughs> not for long, uh, not for long. But yeah, I, I, I'm scratching my head, and I think uh, it's great to be with you, Dave. Thanks for, for having me on. Uh, when I look at what we've done this session, I mean, this has been an historic legislative session for conservatives. When you talk about the LEARNS Act, we've we've reduced uh, unemployment taxes. We've reduced unemployment benefits. The governor signed a bill on Monday that we did a lot of work on to reduce the cash welfare time limit down from two years to one year for able-bodied adults. We're looking at getting a new Medicaid work requirement for able-bodied adults. I mean, everything that's happened this session has been Uh, moving towards less government, less dependency, um, you know, a lot of really good steps in that direction. And then all of a sudden, here comes SB 306. It says we're going to expand food stamps for people in Arkansas. And, you know, it it really flies in the face of everything else that we've been, been marching towards. We've finally got a really conservative governor. We've finally got a true conservative majority in the legislature. And we've done all this great stuff. And then here comes SB 306, which is going to really tarnish, I think, what's been a great legislative session so far.
0: All right. So for everybody to understand what we're talking about, we keep saying SB 306. You explain to them. I think this is Jonathan Dismang, if I'm not mistaken. Is he not the sponsor of this bill?
1: He, he and uh, Clark Tucker, who is a Democrat that represents much of Little Rock, they are the, they are the Senate's uh, lead sponsors of this legislation.
0: Okay, so uh, SB306 does what?
1: Very simple, very simple. So if you want to get on food stamps in the state of Arkansas, you got to meet a couple criteria. Your income's got to be below a certain level, and your assets, and when we say assets, we don't mean your car or your home or your life insurance policy, the way it's defined in, in food stamps, uh, in the food stamp program is basically cash, liquid assets. And so you've gotta be below a certain limit. That level right now is about $2,800. I'm rounding a little bit, but it's about $2,800. So you can have up to that much money in your bank account. And as long as you clear that hurdle and you clear the income limit, you can get food stamps. It's, it's designed that way. It's intentionally low. Because, as you said very well uh, in in the opening of this segment, Dave, the food stamp program is supposed to be reserved for people that truly have nowhere else to go. That's right. We've done a great job uh, the last couple sessions making some good work requirement reforms and uh, doing some good things in the food stamp program to preserve it for those people that have no other options. But this bill is going to more than double the asset limit. And there's a lot of misinformation uh, about this bill. I think there's some genuine confusion uh, from some people that maybe supported it in committee and maybe even the Senate sponsors, but it's being portrayed as if this bill would only expand the asset limit for people that are on food stamps now. And the whole narrative and the whole pitch is, look, we've got people on food stamps. We're punishing them for being poor because we're not letting them save money and therefore this is somehow a punishment uh, on poverty. The, The problem is expanding the asset limit does not just apply to people that are on food stamps now. It expands the asset limit for everyone. And so there are tens of thousands of people across the state of Arkansas right now that don't currently qualify for the program based on the current criteria that if this bill becomes law, they would now expand uh, or or qualify, and the program would expand. Okay, but but that, to me, is the big problem. Here's
0: my question, all right? We want people to be able to save money. I'm not going to say that that's a negative thing, but if you can save money, why do you need food stamps, all right? I mean, why can't you buy your own food? Why should I have to be paying tax money to you to buy food if you can save money in the bank?
1: I think that's the bottom line. So they, they amended the bill yesterday in committee, which, by the way, I could talk for a long time about the way this has been done. You know, we heard for a month of all these people how fast the LEARNS Act was moving. And, oh, my gosh, it's moving so fast. Right. This bill went through Senate committee yesterday without virtually any notice. And it, they've now suspended the rules to get it on the Senate floor this morning. So the full Senate, unless something changes in the next two hours, they're going to vote on this bill. In, in 24 hours from when it, it went through committee. Um, but they amended the bill yesterday, and now it would raise the asset limit in food stamps to $6,000. So if you have if you have $5,999 in your bank account, you could get food stamps in the state of Arkansas. And to your point, Dave, we no, nobody wants to punish anyone for being poor. We all want people to climb their way and get their way out of these programs. That's the point. But if you've got $5,999 in cash, why can't you buy groceries? Uh, Why can't you spend your own money on your own groceries, period? I mean, I think it really is that simple.
0: Well, and it, it, it is that simple. I mean, the bottom line is, is the taxpayers of this state that makes these programs possible, why should they have to pay, give their good money to somebody to buy food if they've got the money to buy food? Uh, yeah, that's just what I don't I, understand.
1: I, 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 I don't either. And I think, again, it comes back to, I don't know, again, I'm not assuming uh, bad intent on anyone's part, but the way this has been presented in committee and to members is this is going to help people that are on the program now because no longer are they going to be punished for saving money. And, you know, maybe there's some merit to that argument in some alternate reality, but the reality that we live in says you're not just expanding it for people that are on it now. You're also opening up the program to tens of thousands of people that don't qualify right now but will qualify if this bill becomes law. And to me, that's a that's a really big problem. It's a major step in the wrong direction. Look, we've got – with our work requirements and our asset and income limits that we have now in food stamps, we're at the top. We are at the top in the country with our food stamp rules right now. And we should be really proud of that because, as, as we've said – the food stamp program needs to be there. It needs to be protected for people that truly, truly need it and have nowhere else to go. But this bill is, frankly, going to undo a lot of that hard work. And it's going to add tens of thousands of people to food stamps in Arkansas. That's just that's just the simple truth.
0: All right. So with that being uh, part of this bill, how much money are they saying they're going to pour into the food stamp program because of these changes?
1: Yeah. Uh, You know, that's a great question, Dave, and believe it or not, uh, unless something's changed in the last 24 hours that I haven't seen, there's no fiscal impact statement attached to this bill. There's no fiscal note. No one knows uh, how much it's going to cost taxpayers. Nobody knows how many people it's going to add to the program. Um,
0: But they're getting ready to vote on it.
1: They're going to vote on it. That's right. Um, And, you know, there's some chatter. Of course, you've heard this before. Well, you know, it's it's federal money, Uh, and and that's true. Uh, Unfortunately, in this case, the food stamp benefits are funded by federal taxpayers. But guess what? There's no taxpayer in the state of Arkansas that isn't also a federal taxpayer. That's right. Period.
0: Absolutely.
1: Every Arkansas taxpayer is a federal taxpayer, Um, and also the state pays to administer this program, we—if this program or if this bill passes and this and this uh, you know, food stamps program expands by let's say twenty-five or thirty thousand people, we might have to hire more DHS caseworkers. We might have to repro- you know hire a contractor to come in and reprogram our eligibility system. There, there's all of these administrative costs, and you know it's interesting. Anytime you try to do something good in the food stamp program or in the welfare program, they squash it with administrative costs. Oh my gosh, that's going to be so hard to do. That's going to be so difficult. We're going to have to hire all these people. We're going to have to spend all this money. But when they want to expand welfare, they never talk about the administrative costs that's right. or how difficult it's going to be to, to put this into practice. And so there is an administrative cost to the state, to the state taxpayers, and there is a cost to every Arkansas taxpayer because we all pay federal taxes. And you know what? There's a, there's a human cost you know, there's a human cost to prolonging dependency and and pulling people out of self-sufficiency and into government uh, dependency. There's a cost to that. There's a financial cost to that too, from people that might otherwise go back to work and contribute uh, and and pour into our economy, and instead they can now stay on food stamps and have five hundred or five thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars in the bank. I mean, there's there's a lot of cost to this bill, and it, to me, it's frankly, it's outrageous that there's no fiscal note attached to this bill and the state Senate's about to vote on it. All
0: right. Nick Horton is our guest. He'll uh, be with us to the bottom of the hour. I'm going to hold him and then I'll let him go because I'm sure he'd like to be at the Capitol when this uh, whole vote goes down (laughs) as well. Uh, Let me remind people about Pat Davis, Nick, and then we'll get back and talk further about SB 306. Uh, Pat Davis, your health plan man, that's the name of his uh, program for you for health insurance How can you save maybe a grand a month, uh, $12,000 a year, just by changing your health insurance? Well, maybe the the total cost at the beginning, that uh, Pat can get you a better deal. Maybe it's in, you know, he's going to get rid of, uh, you have to pay uh, money up front to see a doctor or whatever. Maybe those go away, and uh, there is no uh, payment like that with uh, any of Pat's plans and uh, maybe that, you know, you don't have to make a deductible, uh, a, a big deductible, before your plan even kicks in. I mean, how how good is it to have a really, 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 really good uh, health care plan, and, but it doesn't kick in until you've paid eight $9,000 out of your own pocket? Yeah, that's right. you got to pay that much before your insurance kicks in. Uh, you need to talk to Pat. Let him explain some of this stuff out to you and show you, number one, how the cost of your insurance will be less right at the get-go, how uh, you're not going to be paying uh, you know uh, huge uh, uh, amounts of money before your insurance even gets started and you're not going to pay copays uh, to doctors before they'll even see you. You do that, and you find out you're going to save uh, tens of thousands of dollars over the course of the year. Call or text uh, Pat Davis at 501-605-6935. That's right. Call or text 501-605-6935. Ask your questions. Get some really straight answers from Pat about your health insurance. Or you can just do it online. Go to your health plan man, that's one word, YourHealthPlanMan.com. dot com. All right, let's get back to Nick Horton. Nick is with us and Nick, name of your organization again is
1: It's uh, OpportunityArkansas.org. Uh, folks can go there and get analysis about all this crazy stuff that's happening at the Capitol. They can sign up for our, our insider newsletter, non debatable. Um, and stay in touch with what we're doing. We're working on welfare reform, foster care reform, trying to reduce the tax and regulatory burden on our um, reducing the size and scope of state government, all kinds of good, truly conservative bread and butter issues. So definitely encourage people to check that out.
0: Yeah, Nick has uh, had worked uh, very hard here in the state uh, for quite a while. And uh, with Daniel Greenberg and some other folks uh, here in Arkansas, and then uh, went and be, uh, went to be, be part of a think tank in Florida. And uh, we're so glad that he's back here in Arkansas. I really, I, I mean, you're a, a you know just a really valuable asset here to the state, uh, uh, Nick. And uh, he fills in for me from time to time. Uh, I uh, I feel lucky that I've got such great fill-in guests here on the Dave Ellswick Show, like Nick Horton and, uh, of course, Ryan Norris and, uh, you know, Robert Steinbach and others that fill in for me when I'm not around. I know I'm in good hands by these guys when they uh, fill in for me. They're real conservatives, and you can uh, can count on what they're telling you. So let's go back to SB306. It's going before the Senate today. It's going to the well of the Senate. It's going to be voted on, and you're saying they don't even know how much this thing's going to cost.
1: There's no fiscal note. I've yet to hear anybody tell me how much they think it's going to cost. Um, And again, a lot of them are, you know, the sponsor and others are suggesting that, well, actually it's not going to, it's not going to add anyone to to food stamps. It's just going to help people that are on the stamp program now. Unfortunately, that's just, that's just not true. Um, But yeah, there's, there's no fiscal note. There's no fiscal impact statement. We've been, we've been sounding the alarm about that for almost a month ever since this bill got filed. Like, Hey, Where's the fiscal note? Why, why aren't we being told how much this is going to cost? You know, and I went back and watched the, the video. I wasn't able to beat it. You know, Dave, I was, I was in committee last week uh, to speak against this bill, sat there for, I think, a couple hours, and they never ran it. And then yesterday, uh, you know, I was looking at the agenda. It was the very last bill out of 22 bills. It was at the very bottom. No one thought it was going to run yesterday, uh, and with no notice, the sponsor showed up and ran the bill. Almost half the committee was absent. There were multiple people that were opposed to the bill uh, that weren't there. And they ran it, got it through on a voice vote, and now it's going to the Senate floor. And, I mean, that's a, a much longer conversation, I think, about how broken uh, I'm realizing that our, our legislative process is. Um, but it's just very, uh, it's very wrong, I think, to take a bill of this magnitude – that is going to send Arkansas down this path of more food stamp dependency uh, and to do that in such a, uh, you know, a quick fashion um, without really, I think, enough debate and enough conversation about what this bill is going to do without discussing the cost, okay, without disclosing how many people it's going to add to food stamps um, without really publicizing the fact that there was going to be a hearing on the bill, uh, you know, technically, it was on the legislative website, so technically, you know, it, it, they didn't break any rules by running it. But I don't think it was fair, uh, frankly, to the public. Um, I, I think they, I think they saw an opportunity with several conservative members out of the room, without me there, without several other folks there that were planning on speaking against the bill, uh, and they and they ran it through.
0: Ramrod, brave. That's what they're doing, ramrodding it, trying to get it through before anybody can pay attention. That happens a lot, and thank goodness for you, and uh, you're taking the time out to come on the air today. I mean, look, Arkansans are happy with the asset uh, test that we have here in the state. They're not against this. There's less than 25% that wanted wanted to see it uh, made bigger so it shows me that, right. uh, you know, Arkansans are happy with where we're at right now. Why they're wanting to push it forward, I don't know. And for, for Jonathan Dismang to be part of this, that kind of gets me, that, that, that shakes me up just a little bit. I don't know why they do it. I, I'm gonna, I've am i been trying to get a hold of him. I can't get him to call me back yet. So I'll keep on yeah, working on well, it.
1: I'm glad you mentioned what Kansans think because we actually did some polling on this. And two to one, two to one. Arkansans support keeping the asset test the way that it is. Over 50 percent majority of Republican voters support it. And two to one Democrats, Dave, two to one of Arkansas Democrats support keeping the current asset limit where it is. So if the legislature does this, um, you know, the state Senate does this, they're not acting in line with what the vast majority of of Arkansas voters uh, want to see happen here, two to one. Uh, folks support the strong asset limit that we have. And again, it's not about punishing anyone. It's not about making it more difficult for people to climb out of the program or any of those things that are being said. It's about protecting a, a important program for people that truly need it and not opening it up to people that have thousands and thousands of dollars in cash.
0: All right. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate you being on the show today.